We knew the deep was a dangerous place. I'd never been, but Orthos had told me enough stories, so I had a pretty good idea. After dealing with the first group of gnolls and finding that poor girl, we knew that our troubles wouldn't end there. But answers we needed, so we had to move on, no matter what difficulties lay in front of us. We had to find out the truth, not just for the kingdom, but for ourselves. I knew that it was important to Orthos, but I didn't know how important at the time. Through the years, people have been interested in stories from other worlds. Stories of heroes and villains and everything in between. This is one of those stories. These are Tales from Another Realm. back to another episode of Tales from Another Realm. I'm your Dungeon Master, Keith Badger, and with me I've got Mike. Hello! And I've got Koontz. Hi there. And we're we're continuing this story with uh, Orthos, Malik, and Orion. As you guys move down this pathway with this knoll, um, who, now that you've kind of seen him a little bit more... He's kind of shaken off a little bit of the blood from him. Uh, he's this tannish furred gnoll, uh, kind of black snout, a little hunched over, uh, a bushy tail kind of come out. He has like a little like shoulder pauldron kind of thing taped together and mm-hmm. strapped with a little bit of a chest piece around his chest. Um, he's walking around with this spear and like a sort of uh, dagger to his side. And, uh, like, uh, I guess you'd say, like, gauntlets kind of on his arms that are kind of, like, taped around, like, held in place. It's very shambled armor. Uh, and you find out that his name is Troll. Ashfrau. Troll. You also have this small girl with you, who's one years old. Um, she was injured, uh, but you use some bandages to kind of help her leg. Um, so she's, she's able to kind of slightly move around, but Orion's mostly kind of helping her. Cool. As you guys walk through. And uh, Troll leads you down the, the rest of the main path, and you kind of come into this larger cavern where you occasionally see a few other gnolls kind of hanging out. And 
once in a while, a couple of them will kind of like look up at you, but Trawl kind of gives them a look, and they they leave you guys alone. Damn right they do. And you you continue down continue down, uh, kind of going forward into this uh, second to right path on the knoll side that you you go down an initial kind of opening and then into a a deeper path and as you do you you're crunching on bones Ugh. as you walk so a lot of bones movement is difficult okay and you kind of have to scrunch together a couple of times uh, as you move through because it gets kind of narrow at points right until eventually he leads you to a small opening where you you see a group of gnolls kind of sitting around and cackling with each other. And in this group, you see uh, two male gnolls and two female gnolls. And one of the female gnolls is kind of sitting on this, like, makeshift throne of stone. As the other ones are kind of sitting around her and, uh, like, uh, cackling and eating at meat. Uh, mm-hmm. You can't tell from this distance what it is that they're eating, but it's not super fresh. Like, it's obviously something that's been dead for a while. Okay. From what you can see, there's not a lot of blood involved in their eating. It's just a lot of grinding of old flesh and meat. Can I roll to knock this knoll out? <laughs> the one that you've been walking with? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, could I do a hack and slash? Yeah. Well, we could do this as a hack and slash. There's actually a uh, a stun that you can do. Oh, okay. Uh, a stun attack. Sure. But uh, yeah, go ahead and give me a hack and slash. It's an 11. So on an 11 plus, uh, you do your attack and uh, damage as normal. Um, so you have the option. You can choose to do extra damage and expose yourself to an attack. Uh, but you're, since you're doing stun damage... Yeah. Are you, it, this is fairly non-lethal damage. Yeah. So, uh, basically an NPC that takes stun damage uh, doesn't really count to their HP, but it leaves them staggered and fumbling. Okay. So you basically hit them in the back of the head with, like, the uh, the hilt of your sword, or, like, the... Yeah, what, what the are you hitting them with? I'll, like, judo chop them in, in the throat. Okay. Spike his blood pressure and knock them out. Okay. Uh, so he kind of stumbles over and falls as like into this this cavern area, and these gnolls stop laughing and all stop and turn and look at you. I'll turn and look at them. <laughs> and uh, the the one that's kind of sitting on this throne kind of stands up, and she's got fairly auburn-colored fur. Okay. And, like, markings, like tribal markings all down her arms and sides and her, like, you can see them on her thighs. Uh, She has basically just kind of cloth uh, around her chest and waist, um, but a lot of, like, her abdomen and, like, most of her skin or her fur shows. Tribal-esque. Yes. Attire. I'll I'll clear my throat. We've come to parlay and we've brought an offering. Mm. And what do you offer me? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, a rival tribe member. 
Said he was going to hunt in your area. Hmm. Okay. Uh, and so you're offering this guy troll? Yes. To her? Okay. Uh, go ahead and uh, give me a uh, parlay. Cool. Got a nine. Okay. Um, they need concrete assurance of your promise. How, how are you going to... How, how do you show that this guy for sure was hunting in their area? Well, as you can see, he's covered in blood. We found him on the way in. We stopped them from attacking us. They said that they were hunting. And they mentioned your tribe's name and that you're fighting for food. They took this infant from your hunting grounds. Okay. Uh, she looks... Ah, yes. Ah, I know him. He has been stealing a lot from us. We offer you him. But in return, we... Request an audience slash conversation. We will take the offer. She looks at one of the the others and kind of gutturally growls at him. <laughs> and uh, he kind of like nods uh, and he walks a little further. It's this, this Noel that's got crazy hair around his head. Just very bushy hair. Um, kind of almost looks more like a wolverine than he does like hmm. a hyena. Okay. But he kind of steps forward looking at you and he's just these small little beady white eyes as he kind of <laughs> steps forward and grabs this other knoll and drags him in closer towards them. And uh this this female knoll, uh who you can assume is the alpha, Glish, mm-hmm. uh looks up at you. What do you want to know? You're up, partner. <laughs> we understand that you and your pack did some dealings um, with surface dwellers um, about nine years ago. We're trying to get a hold of and speak to a knoll that transported a pale white blade. Yes, I remember that. I had a partly different crew back then. But yes, we... We got the blade. We took it to the orcs. Made the deal. That... That blade, that sword. When I touched it. Yes, I saw things. That's why I know what I needed to do to be the pack leader I am now. Interesting. Have you been having trouble sleeping? No, not any more than normal. Well, the ones that transported the swords... The sword. Singular. Not plural. That was me and some of my old crew, yes. I'll turn to Orion. How much more do you fucking want from us? Where did you get the sword from? (sighs) Yes, we... We got it from the drow. We were hunting in their area. We were trying to take some of their weak... Some of their sick. We we found some, and they were in this area, and we saw this sword, and we took it. It called to me. When I took it, it told me what I needed to do. Did you leave any survivors when you found the sword? Did anybody get away? It was hard to tell. There was a lot of blood and chaos. <laughs> Where did you find it inside of their walls? It was a long time ago. I have not gone back in that area since. Could we? Sh- could you point it out on a map? Uh, 
could roughly tell you how to get there. I'll nod to Earthos. Whom I assume has a map. Does he have a map? He has the map. The map. It's the map. This is a map. It's the map. I'll step forward um, slowly to uh, this woman's throne and present her the map. She kind of looks at it and you see her tracing her fingers, like trying to recall what path they took. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she, you know, traces up that main line and you up into that middle section and you kind of see her trace up and then over to the left. And she stops in that like middle section where there's the two pathways. She thinks for a second and she traces it down and to the left again. Okay. So closest to us, really. In Nolan. Yes. Did you... Does that mean that you all by chance have some sort of passageway into their lands they don't know about? exactly what I was thinking. I imagine you didn't stumble through their front door. There's a secret path. And she kind of shows you that uh, back down the path from them, up that little, like, small little path there that branches off from the knoll up in the north. And then into that section where that, uh, like, little bit, there's, like, a point where the black and the gray almost kind of meet. Mm. And that there's a, a small, narrow path between the two. It's like the small, rounded-in guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, that gets us more than halfway there. You have done us a great service. And you have given us our next meal. <laughs> and at this point, Troll kind of starts to come to a little bit and looks up. And you see Glish step down, and he kind of looks up at her just in enough time for her to pull an axe from her side and cleave his throat. (laughs) Oh my god. I understand that uh, a deal is a deal, Glish, but uh, would you be willing to send one of your pack members with us to this passageway so that we can get out of your hair faster than... Sooner than later. Everything you do at this point is on your own. All right, well, I'll push my luck then. Our deal is made. Well, happy hunting. Enjoy your meal. And the the others start to pounce on Troll as you walk away. And you hear, like, guttural screams as he tries to scream, but he can't. Oh, I won't wince. I had it coming. Before we make any more moves, we need to th- we need to get this girl to Chris. Right. Well, we know the secret passageway is within the knoll layer. We won't be able to make it back in here without being stopped. This is our chance. The other option, of course, is to just go into the main pathway of the the drow. The drow are slightly more civil, but um, I still don't think it's a good. They're more civil, but also more dangerous. Right. More cunning. Certainly. What do you think the chances of us granting us counsel would be? Even if we had it, I'm not sure if we'd get the information we're looking for. This is their relic, evidently. I'm sure they're uh, pretty pissed off that it was stolen in the first place. We could use that as leverage. If you have an idea. Can I trust you two to do this job without me? If you couldn't, you wouldn't have hired us to begin with. Fair. I'll take the girl back to the cart. If need be, 
I'll make my way back into this area, and I'll meet you if I can. I would say that instead of making your way back into the the Knowles layer, that you find us in the middle layer. Right, right. the center is probably the place to go. Knowles will pick off a single individual quickly, from what I'm understanding. They seem relatively... They're, they're predators of opportunity. Yes, but they've never met someone like me. That's true, you did pop that one's head like a grape. Once they see I'm not weak, I'm not good prey, they'll back away. Alright, well that leaves the two of us. And do we play secret agent, or do we play diplomat? I can work, the, I can work either angle. Can I uh, perhaps make a roll to figure out what our better option is based off my dealings with them from the past? Spit some lore or something? Um, Actually, go ahead and give me uh, discern realities. Okay. Eight. Are are you going to help him at all? Yeah, if I can. Because eight would be a failure. Yeah. Is there a way that I can help him? Uh, so, yeah, you'd just be doing eight and interfere, which is a roll plus bond. So, okay. roll plus one. Maybe you can get him to a nine. I got six. <laughs> okay. Um, so that's a, a double failure. Neither of you really at this point know the best way to go about doing this. Uh, as you're kind of walking out and kind of trying to figure this out, one of Glish's guys gets a little hairy and runs up behind you and tries to tackle onto you, uh, Orthos. Oh, yeah. What do you do? I'm gonna fucking attack that thing. <laughs> okay. So go ahead and give me a hack and slash. That's an eleven. Okay. Uh so on a ten plus, uh you get to deal damage uh and avoid an attack. And but you can pl- do an extra one D six damage if you wish and expose yourself to the enemy's attack. Can I slash him across the back and then try and intimidate him to get the fuck off? Uh that would be separate things. Okay. Um, then I'll just do the extra damage. Okay. So that will leave you open to an attack. That's fine. Okay. So I'll do the d10, I'm doing an extra d4, and then a d6 on top of it. Yep. 17 damage. Okay. Um, <laughs> do I accidentally cut him in half? Yes, you absolutely do. <laughs> As he's running up to Orthos, he just about has his claws on him. You whip around behind him and just slash him in half. And the the torso just kind of collides with Orthos's back, and Orthos, you kind of fall prone a little bit just because this body still was coming oh at you speed. Uh, so you you get knocked down with this body kind of like hanging on to you as the legs kind of fall downward. Glith kind of you see hear her kind of cackle out, and you start to hear the other ones moving towards you. I think that's our uh, our signal to get the hell out of here. Okay. Well, it looks <laughs> like we'll do uh, this the diplomatic way. Fair enough. All right. Uh, so Orthos I'll grabs up this little girl. Of me. Yeah. Uh, I want you guys to give me Defy Danger Dex. Defy Danger Dex. Eight. Nine. Doesn't look good for us, I don't think. All right. <laughs> so as as you guys kind of start to run off. You see in front of you a couple of gnolls start coming down the hallway in front of you, uh, Mm. running towards you. Malik, you kind of see that that one pathway to the left that you know is what leads you to the Dark Elves. But you also know that it's kind of a tight area. 
But Orthos, it's it's hard for you to get this body off of you. You're struggling with it because of the blood <laughs> and viscera <laughs> involved. So uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout up to Malik then. This might be your chance. These gnolls might work as a perfect distraction if we can lure them into the um, drow stronghold. Right. Kind of smile up from my heap in this pile of bones <laughs> covered in blood. Mm-hmm. Oh. Pull them up. <laughs> like, come on. Okay, uh, go ahead and uh, I- I'd say you're able to get him up at okay. this point. Uh, but you guys have these gnolls on you. Uh, so how are you going to go about doing this? How many are there? Uh, behind you, you hear two, and in front of you, you hear two. So there's four altogether coming in on you. What are you thinking? Um, I will attempt to bend flame to my will and create a wall of fire between us and them so we can get a head start down this back uh, pathway. So to do that, you have to use an existing source of fire. Mm. We still got that torch, right? You do. Torch it is. Torch it up. Okay, so uh, the which one's the bend fire to your will? Zuko style. Zuko style. Okay, so go ahead and give me that roll. And that's a roll plus wisdom. 11. Okay, so yeah, you uh, kind of move your hands around in this motion, and the fire from this torch gets kind of pulled from it, and it gets larger as you build this wall. Uh, are you doing it for the ones in front of you or the ones behind you? Um, depends on our location in relation to this pathway. Whichever blockade works best for giving us the upper hand to run down this hall. Okay, uh, so I'd say you guys are probably right in that little, like, main opening area. Okay. Uh, so you would be able to block out the ones behind you, but you would still have to get through the ones in front of you to get to that pathway. Okay. So yeah, you you create this wall of fire behind you uh, that stops the gnolls from behind you from getting in. Uh, but the ones in front of you keep moving forward. One of them actually pulls out a bow and arrow and shoots it at one of you. It goes to shoot it at one of you guys. What do you do? I'll take the defend action to okay. intercept any sort of attack that might come towards Earthos. Okay. Uh, so go ahead and defend. So that's uh, roll plus con. 11. Okay. Uh, so on 11 plus you hold three. And you can choose one of the options. Uh, as you continue to defend these people, you can use these holds. So you can have the attack's uh, effect or damage. Open up the attacker to an ally, giving that ally a plus one forward against the attacker. Or deal damage to the attack- attacker equal to your level. And that's like per hold that I use? Yes. Cool. Yeah, I'll take a defensive stance and kind of stand over Earthos. Mm-hmm. And uh, so which of these do you want to use now? Um, so the one is shooting, right? Yes. Do, do we know what it's shooting at? Um, from what you can tell, it looks like he's shooting at Orthos. Okay. Um, I'm assuming I can't open up the attacker to an ally. Well, I guess, it, uh, yeah, they're too far away for that, right? I mean, you could tell me anything that could make that a possibility. Ah. His attack will still go off that way. But, like, I mean, you could pick up a rock and throw it at him, okay. and it will kind of throw him off after his attack goes off, which can lead somebody else for an opening. I'll, like, there's options. I'll spend one to deal damage to the attacker equal to my level. So I'll see the arrow coming, mm-hmm. and I'll, like, cut it in half 
and then as the half of the arrow that has the pointy end is flying through the air, I'm gonna baseball swing and hit it back at the the null. <laughs> okay. Okay. So uh so you're you're gonna deal damage equal to my level. To your level. Eight okay. six. Um six, so you're eight, six. Yes. Six. And right uh, but that does mean that uh Orthos still gets hit though. So the other half of the arrow hits him. Right. <laughs> Uh, so I'd say that this is going to be, for him, uh, a reduced damage. Uh, so instead of a 1d8, you're going to be taking a 1d6. And it's a 1. Hell yeah. Very cool. So yeah, you, you get a, a like half of an arrow kind of go into your shoulder uh, as you All take right. one point of damage. You just get a really bad splinter. Um, <laughs> yeah. And uh, the other half <laughs> falls flies back at this null... And goes, like, between his eyes. And he drops. And so there's the one more knoll right in front of you, uh, who starts to rush up towards uh, uh, Orion, who, like, goes to grab his head and smash him into the the cave wall. Um, so we'll see what happens with that. Ooh, man. Okay. <laughs> Alright. Is Orion dead? No. So he grabs this guy... And just starts slamming him against this wall. Mm. And as he's doing it, he's just going and going and going. And you just see this anger pouring out of him as he's smashing this knoll into this wall. And as he's doing so, his his hand is just banging against this cave wall. Oh, God. And you feel vibrations yeah. <laughs> around this cave wall. And you start to see rocks and dirt kind of loosening around you. Orion, quit. You're going to bring the place down on top of us. Uh, I need everybody to do a Defy Danger Dex. Thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. So, as you're doing this, a boulder comes to slam down on you guys. And both of you are able to deftly just roll out of the way as it, as this, like, large chunk of stone just comes down and lands right where you were. Orion stops pounding this guy and just drops the body and kind of comes to and kind of like, all right, I all think right. you got him. Let's let's go. Pick Earthos up. I guess we're going the sneaky beaky way. I'm still going to take the girl back. Right. Yeah. We'll meet up to you. <clears throat> we'll meet up with you in the future. Right. Be safe. You too. So Orthos continues, uh, or Orion continues down that path. Uh, with the girl, as the two of you go up through the 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 secret path, mm-hmm. and uh, as, as you walk through, like you you notice that that path, like there's there's air coming out near the end of that tunnel, where you can feel that there's just behind some rocks it is another pathway. It's like I'll to get in. I'll pull the uh, I'll pull the torch for us. Okay, since we're going to. Need one. Yeah, because or, uh, Orion took his with him. Right. I'll be sort of running through this as best I can without tripping myself. Mm-hmm. Um, trying to keep us on the uh, up and up in front of these uh, knolls that are trying to chase us down. So how, how are you getting through these these rocks that are blocking the, the small pathway? I'll move them. Oh. <laughs> if you can create another wall of fire. What are you doing, Mount? I'm just going to start moving them. <laughs> okay. Just like lifting um, them. Go ahead and give me 
I defy danger stri- uh, strength. It's 12. Actually, um, hold on. Uh-oh. No, uh, that's fine. Go ahead and keep... We'll keep that. Um, but you have the move Ben Bar Lift Gates. I do. You're right. Which, uh, when you use pure strength to destroy an inanimate obstacle, you roll plus strength. And, uh, so... On a, How fucking punches! Yeah. So, on a 12... Or, on a 10 plus, you get to choose three. So, okay. it doesn't take a very long time. Okay. Nothing of value is damaged. It doesn't make an ornament amount of noise, or you can fix the thing uh, again without a lot of effort. We'll do the first three. <laughs> okay, I don't no. care about this boulder. <laughs> okay, if we did want to, if we did want to, oh, uh, we could put uh, it back. Yeah, we could put it back to you. Split it. You could judo chop it perfectly down the center and close yeah, it up. You're right. <laughs> then we'll do that. I'll do the first two and the last. It means we one. can't use these gas to distraction if they're not following us all the way. So it's, it's so you're doing the first two and the last one. Is that what we want to do, Kins? I don't know. Safe passage. You're bartering. Let's let them through, because then we can use that as a, like, holy shit, they're about to kill us, thank you for saving our lives. By the way, we're like here that. to talk. So, yeah, we'll just do the first three. First I don't three? care about fixing okay. it. So it's not taking about a, about a noise, uh, nothing of value is damaged. It doesn't take, it doesn't very, take long. very long. Okay, so uh, so are you just, like, basically just punching your way through this at this point? Yeah, I'll, like, punch it until a crack kind of forms, then I'll get my fingers in there and I'll rip this boulder in half. Okay. Fuck yeah. I don't think uh, the thing for saving her life thing is going to work with you, Drow, though. Yeah. <laughs> I think her best bet is probably to run through and have these gnolls running through, draw their attention, and you know, bolt for more info. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the two of you are able to make this opening, and uh, you have to kind of squeeze through because it's a very tight hole. Yeah. Definitely sounded much more sexual than I intended it to. The tightest poles. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, the the two of you are able to to get in and start going through, and you you hear some faint cackling behind you mm. as, as the two of you move forward. Um, but it seems like they don't know which way you went. Okay, because the ones in the immediate vicinity were all dead, and since you didn't make any noise while doing this. They didn't hear where you went. Do we want to get their attention or just play our cards as they're falling? Um, your call. You're the one who's going to have to kill them if they come through. Then Assuming the drow don't kill them. It could go either way. I say we take our chances with just the drow instead of both. Can you sneak? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he lies. lost your edge? Okay. If anything, my edge is sharper. Because I leveled right. up. <laughs> That'll do it, I suppose. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we do this sneaky beaky like. Sneaky deaky it is. All right. All right. Uh, so the two of you continue down this this tight path. Uh, who's in front? Definitely Malik. He exploded the boulder. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah, and then I'll use the residual light from the torch behind me to see where the fuck I'm going. I'll have my sword out and at the ready. Okay. All right, uh, so yeah, you you basically you're 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 not quite crawling, but you basically are hunching in as you go in. Okay, and you kind of kind of keep your clo- your arms close, uh, okay. so you don't have a lot of wiggle room. 
as you go through, but you're you're able to stay fairly upright. But cool. yeah, you got to crouch a little bit as you go through. That's fine. Carrying this torch is very difficult for a normal person <laughs> uh, because they would definitely be burned by it as they're carrying it. Uh-huh. Uh, but for Orthos, that's not a problem. Oh yeah, yeah. You can hold the easily hold the can like hold like right up to the tip of where the fire is. And kind of have it verily close to you and kind of keep it concealed so that way it doesn't go out. Uh, but yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't, the fire doesn't bother you. The heat doesn't bother you. But it's hard for the light to get past your body, right. Malik, just because you're, you're a big dude. Yeah. That's but, fine. Uh, Unfortunately, there's only one way to go. Right. But the, the smoke does kind of drift in the area. So it kind of, Stings a little bit in your eyes, but you're able to keep them open enough to to know where you're going. Burns the nostrils. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I'll suck it up. The the two of you continue to make your way through this passage, passway, and uh, you come up to an opening, uh, and you hear light footsteps, kind of in the distance. We got someone ahead of us. Is there any light up ahead? Do I see light? Give me. There's gonna be hard to sneak with a torch. Faint light up ahead. Yeah, there's light up ahead. <laughs> Puts out the torch. Okay. I agree with this. Um, I guess we should try and be sneaky. Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm gonna go into sneak mode. Okay. Alright, uh, so the two of you make your way forward. Be careful, there might be a knoll trap up ahead. Right. I'd imagine the drow have caught on after nine years. You'd hope so. I guess. So yeah, the the two of you continue through. You come up to this opening, and you see a torchlight ahead of you, uh, kind of on the other side of this cavern. And there's a few every now and again, but for the most part, it's very dark in here. And the torches that are there are kind of sconced. Okay. So like, it's enough to know where the passages are. But not enough to really see easily okay. in the areas. Um, Urthos, do do the drow need torches? No, certainly not. Are they just like doing this to be courteous? Um, probably for like marking purposes. I would think so. All right. Well, I guess we move forward. Am I still hearing those footsteps? Yes. Uh, you you hear. A pair of footsteps kind of to your left, and you hear a pair of footsteps to your right. Uh, the ones to your left sound like they're getting further away. The ones to your right sound like they're getting louder. Looks like we got ourselves a patrol. Well, this is our last chance to switch to diplomat, if you think it's too dark up ahead to do any real sneaking. I mean, we could even do both. You could do the diplomat thing. Why, am I, I why would I do this? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a good idea. Just leave old Malik behind in the dark. Talk with the evil drow. I see how it is. You got it. You've been in worse. Yeah, and then if you get caught, you're fucked. I'm gonna poke you in the chest really hard. The footsteps get louder. We need to make a decision now. Probably diplomacy route. You can't see. Alright. Light that torch back up. Okay. So the, the two of you step out of the hole? Yeah. Into this clearing? Yeah. Okay. And you light the torch back up? Yeah. Yeah, light this torch. Okay. Uh, as you do so, you see 
a drow kind of walk around this corner in uh, fairly light-ish armor. And uh, you see this fairly young-looking drow, um, long white hair, kind of pulled back into a ponytail. A sort of, like, tight, uh, not quite a gown, but definitely, like, some kind of, like, gi, almost. Oh, okay. Uh, with, uh, from, like, from the shoulder, uh, or not shoulder, from the elbow, uh, down these, like, fingerless gloves. These, like, black fingerless gloves. Mm-hmm. And the, the gi kind of goes around their, their waist and down, like, with one of those, like, flaps you know, mm-hmm. like a monk right. kind of flap in the front and the back. Monk flap. And uh, they have these, like, thin black boots going all the way up to their upper thigh. And this this drow stops and kind of looks up at you. They're, they're carrying a, uh, like, small dagger in their hand. And they stop and pull it up to their face and get ready to throw it at you. Hail and well met, friend. I'm gonna raise my hands. <laughs> it's like we don't mean you any trouble. Please, we we had a run in with some knolls, and evidently that leads right into your stronghold. You should you should get that patched. Uh, go ahead and give me defy danger charisma. And if one of if you want yeah, to do aid and interfere, whoever is leading the the role. Well, I'll lead. I think. Yeah, you should lead. Can I fuck him up if I fail? So you can give well, him I got a plus a four. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I'll so nothing you do it. is gonna help him. Nothing. Okay. Yeah, we totally killed a bunch of gnolls before coming in here, but uh. So this this person this this drow sees you, and as you're like, hey, they throw this dagger <laughs> at you, um, and uh, it it goes straight to you, Orthos. God damn it. Uh, uh, because you're kind of there in the front with the, the torch. Did my so you're kind of where the attention speaking? goes. Hold two from defend carry over? Yes, that does carry over. Then I will half that attack's damage. <laughs> okay. Um, do you like want me to roll damage front. or do you want to roll damage? You can roll damage. That's fine. Well, I'm talking to him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you can roll damage. It's okay. Your, it's your damage. Okay. Because normally the GM doesn't roll damage. Huh. Usually the people roll damage on themselves. Alright, uh, so half of seven. Round down. Round down. So three. Three. So yeah, three damage. Yeah, I'll like, knock it out of the way, but it'll like, cut his neck. <laughs> oh, sorry. Ow. Um, I also need you to give me a defy danger constitution. Uh-oh. Five. Okay. <laughs> we come in peace. So, this... This dagger that gets thrown, you kind of look down in your shoulder as it hits you, and you feel that shoulder go numb. <laughs> and you feel like your left arm kind of just stop moving as your body kind of starts to slant towards the left a little bit, and it's getting harder and harder for you to stand. Am I left or am I left or right-handed? You are we haven't established before. One-handed are you? <laughs> left-handed. Okay, so it's your left hand, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm still holding the torch, because I was holding you my torch right not hand. Not hand. Yeah. Okay. I will pull out a antitoxin as I'm trying to communicate with these drows. Like, I swear, we're, we're, what one? we're not here to fight. I'm like, drink this. 
hand it to you. Uh, you're going to have to do another defy danger before sure. they are going to attack again. What is this defy danger? Strength, uh, dex. How are, how are you... What are you doing to try to avoid another attack before you try to give this to him? Move quickly. So I can just, like, get it in him before another okay. attack comes. So defy danger, dex. It's a ten even. Just okay. Ten. Uh, so, yeah, you're... You're able to get to him and give him this uh, antitoxin, um, and this this drow tries to throw another knife at you, but you just move way too quickly for it to even be uh, a threat. I'm going to point at this drow and be like, quit it! <laughs> they kind of step forward a little bit more and pull two more daggers from their side and look at you and get ready to throw them. Do we try and parlay we- again? We can uh, do this the old-fashioned way. I really don't want to. Last chance. Try and woo them. <laughs> Either way, I'm going to initiate my burning brand and uh, conjure some flaming daggers of my own to uh, for tossing purposes. Okay. Uh, give me a roll plus con for your burning brand. Four. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. All right, you you try to pull this inner fire from within you to try to uh, produce a weapon, um, but with this poison that was coursing through you, like it, it's completely uh, null. Like you're not able to do anything. Uh, you're not able to to summon that inner fire, um, and as you do so, like it it just kind of pains in your chest. Uh, so go ahead and take a negative one ongoing. Okay. Real bad time to not to be able to get it up, Erthos. <laughs> uh, so take, uh, actually take, uh, take the sick condition, which gives you okay. a negative one to constitution. Okay. So they're going to get ready to throw another dagger at you, uh, as you, you fail to pull this brand. Uh, they throw it at, they're going to throw it at Malik this time. Um, Finally, the big guy pulls some aggro I, for me. I don't know why I'm rolling. Uh, what are you going to do to try to avoid this attack as they throw daggers at you? I'll, I'll defend. I'll just, like, take a parry stance. Okay. Uh, are you, like, going to try to... Uh, I guess it would be a defy. Power through it? Yeah. Or... Um, okay. Are you going to try to endure it? Like, just take the hit and just try to keep moving through it. I'll like hold up my shield and get ready to move in and like parry this incoming dagger with my shield. Okay. Uh, then I'll do, I do a, uh, defy danger con. Okay. It's kind of like take a defensive stance as I do like last warning. Eleven. Okay. Yeah. You, you hold up your shield as they throw these daggers at you and you just kind of, put the shield up and bat these these daggers away and uh the drow starts reaching down to grab more uh we're done here <laughs> i'm gonna charge this guy okay uh you're going to do a heck and slash yeah okay go ahead and roll that was another 11 another 11 okay uh are you gonna do damage regularly or are you going to uh these um, people don't have any seeming to like want to deal with us. I'm just gonna do as much damage to this person as I can. So you're gonna do the extra one D6? Yeah, I'm gonna do the D6 plus the D4 of damage. Okay. And they're gonna do damage to you in return. Okay. I do 15 damage. 
Okay. Uh, they do seven to you, which one is piercing. Okay. So, so I take two damage. You take two damage? Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, and they're annihilated. Uh, what, what, do you, what do you do to this elf? Uh, I just, like, run forward, like, open up my, like, stance to, like, provoke an attack. And as this person, like, tries to stab me, I just, like, punch them in the throat with my shield. Jesus. Yeah, the, so, yeah, this this dagger kind of comes around and, like, gets a little bit into the side of your creases of your armor, just enough where you feel the, like, dagger kind of poke in. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, you feel it in your side a little bit, but it's not enough to really, like, break in, and it's definitely not enough to get any poison into you. Cool. Um, and you just come up and bash them up in the throat with this, and you hear, like, you, you you don't really feel it because it's through your shield, but you definitely hear their, like, clavicle break. <laughs> Should have been wearing you're... a paltry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, this elf just goes flying backwards with this momentum of this hit, like, fucking Captain America style, just beating them in the chest with this, and their neck snaps. Oh, turn and... to this other one and be like, are you ready to talk? Uh, yeah, the the other one that was walking down from the other end of the hall actually comes up <laughs> when during this fight and sees this happen. And uh, they, like, run up as they, they see this elf just flying back into the wall behind them. And uh, uh, the, this other elf that you see is carrying a, a sword with them. Um... And he's kind of got, like, a mask up around his mouth and a hood up. Okay. And, uh, like, this black armor. And he kind of stops for a second. Go ahead and give me... <laughs> give me a parlay. Okay. Plus strength. Cool. Well, I rolled two ones on the dice. So, four. I'm gonna Jesus. point at this side. He's like, your friend's a douchebag. Are you a douchebag? Uh, he kind of takes his sword up. <laughs> and, like, points it at you and, like, prepares uh, to attack. I'll just, like, face palm, like, another douchebag. But you see him stop, and you kind of see his eyes go wide oh. for a moment, and he drops. Like, and behind him, oh god, you see another person. Um, you see a fairly tall drow man. With, uh, like, cut, shaved sides and hair kind of pulled back into a ponytail. Uh, he's got black, tight armor with, like, green traces in it and a kind of half cape, like a half green cape. Uh, Is it, like, one of those capes that, like, goes over your shoulder? Yes. Like a fencer's cape? Yeah. Cool. This guy's cool. I'm gonna point him, like, hey, this guy's cool. And uh, he looks at the two of you, and he puts a finger up to his mouth. What? And saying, just like, shush. Oh. And he kind of nods for you to follow. How you feeling, Orthos? Not good, but... Hey, progress. Yeah. Walk over to Orthos and poke him in the arm. You feel that? I don't know. Do I feel that yet? God? You, You kind of feel it. It's the the sensations coming back. You you kind of can move your your fingers a little bit, and your arms starting to unstiffen 
but antitoxins working. But it's it's rough. gonna take a little while. Good. Yeah. You gotta get them noodle arms up and working again. Yep. This uh this drow kind of looks back at you, the two of you, like vigorously moving his head for you to follow. Oh, I'll follow. Okay. Do I recognize this human being? I'm sorry? Not human being? Do I recognize this drow? No, you do not. Okay. Before we take off, I'm gonna check this broken neck drow. Or I'll check the drow that this guy like knocked out or something because it's on the way. See if he has okay. any poisons or something on him. See if he has poisons on him. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. He's he's got a uh, uh a sort of uh, oil. Okay. Uh, on his side that you can tell is probably used to like apply to weapons and blades that is poisonous. Yeah, I'll pocket that. Okay. So you got a. A poison. So yeah, the the two of you follow as uh, he takes you down um, this pathway and eventually leads you... So you you came up and through that secret passage, you were kind of in that split area where there's the pathway to the right, pathway to the left, pathway up front. Mm-hmm. And he takes you kind of in between... That those two pathways to the left and okay. like opens up a secret passage Ooh. and leads the two of you into it. I sure hope you're trustable, man. He kind of looks back at you as he does so and puts his fingers back to his lips to tell you to shush. No, you. And the, the two of you, do you follow? Yeah. Okay. I do. Yeah, I'll follow with him. Okay. Uh, he leads you both into this area and kind of closes this pathway again and you see him kind of trace his hands around the side of it and you see this green light kind of emanate as he does so and he pulls his hand back and looks back at the two of you (sighs) well that was close you can talk freely now I've put a silent spell up who are you? anybody right straight to business Ah, my name is A1 pleasure to meet you A1 McGregor? I used to be the advisor to the king. Not A1 McGregor. No. Not you and McGregor. (laughs) You're an advisor. Was. What changed? The king has been sporadic the last couple of years. Like couple is in nine? Roughly. I'll look at Earthos. Then I assume you know why we're here. Yes, I do. Curious to know how. The thing that you're looking for, the thing that you're trying to understand, is how. Makes sense. I should have guessed. You're looking for something that most people will never experience. You're, you're trying to understand something that most people can never understand. That... That blade... We... We elves call it the blade in the sky whose evening star lights the way. Hey, I've heard that. Well, you haven't heard it before. Malik hasn't heard that. That's, of course, in our tongue. It sounds much more beautiful and it's much shorter. <laughs> but I'm surprised. I was expecting many more syllables. Some just call it the blade in the sky. Some call it evening star. But it's... It's been here for a very long time. Its properties allow people to 
touch it and gain insight. Sight beyond sight. Um, sort of a sword of omens. I guess you could say so. But it comes... It comes at a cost. Yes, it does. Have you lost someone to it? He asks, kind of questioningly. I'll turn and look at Arthas a little upset and, like, worried. I sure hope not. I've lost a lot of sleep to it. You've... You've touched the blade. Yes. Oh no, does he have cancer? How... How often... (laughs) How... Much did you touch it? Did you touch it directly? Did you hold it for long? Did you use it? Didn't use it. I brief. I wouldn't say long. Did you touch it directly? I don't think I touched the blade. No, you you only the... touched the box that it was in. Okay, it was just the box. <laughs> it's a sword in a box. No, <sighs> nothing direct. That's good. That that sword. People who touch it, people who use it, it gives them sight beyond sight. It gives them knowledge and information. But it takes from them as well. It drains. It. It's like a cancer. Oh no, you've got cancer. Well, as strenuous as it has been, only having touched the box, I can only imagine how uh, costly it is to grab that sword by the uh, by the horns. Right. I can't tell you where it came from. Like you don't know, or you're not allowed to. Well, I don't know its pure origin. There's been speculation, but it came from the sky. Aliens. Roughly a thousand-ish years ago. Ancient aliens. It fell from the sky and dug into the ground. And there it left a mark, and it laid. And this ore grew around it, a metal that none of us had ever seen before. With this blade in its center, at its, its epidus. Have you been using this ore? I haven't, no. But our king had. Great. Wonderful. I... I touched it once. Just briefly. And it showed me this moment. I knew you would be here. And here we are. I don't know who has it now. It was taken from us. I'm sure you know this already. That we do. But I will tell you that that sword is a danger. As much as it promises, it takes as much. You said something about it taking lives. What do you mean? As I said, it, it the people that use it, the people that hold on to it for too long, it drains from them. It drains their life and it eventually kills them. That's not good. As I said, it's like a cancer. It's a magical sickness that feeds in your body and slowly takes from you. Are you willing to leave? Me? Yes, you. We can guarantee you safe passage and immunity from the ones above. Why would I leave? Because like you said, this sword is a danger. Precognition isn't something that we need in the hands of anyone. We could really use your help. 
What do you wish to do to stop this? We need you to get your message to the Queen. Our leadership. Ideally, probably destroy this thing. People have tried to destroy it before. It's indestructible. Well, then we need you to tell them that. They won't believe us. Do you think that they'll believe a drow? They will when we deliver you them to them. I wish I could promise that that will help. I wish that I could promise that they'll listen to me. But I know they won't. It's not about if they'll listen to you. It's about if we'll listen to you. It's your knowledge that is important. I came from this place. As it stands, you're the only expert on the subject. At least the only expert that's willing to help us that I know of. I doubt that the king will, but you could try. The king wants it back, though. Kind of sounds like we probably shouldn't get involved in him. With him, then. Maybe I'm wrong. What's the chances of your king being like, off with their head, and chopping us into pieces? Well, if he thinks that he could get information out of you on how to get it back, or use you to get it back, he will kill you. Immediately. What's the chances of him realizing that the sword is topside is going to get you involved with the war? Hi. Then we shouldn't do it. You need to understand that this sword, once somebody holds it for long enough, it's... they're drawn to it. So what you're saying is that the king's getting involved regardless. He might. But that's only if he knows that they have it. As far as he's aware right now, the gnolls have it. Then we definitely don't want to get involved with him. We want to get involved with you. That's partly why I'm not in his service anymore. I left because I knew the truth of where it really went. And I didn't want to tell him. But tell us what you know. That's what we were sent down here for. To get as much information as we can. I know the blade is dangerous. I know it kills you if you have it. I know that it came from above. There's a sect of drow down here that uh, sort of religious sect that worship it uh, say that it is from Aiton themselves, but it should be sealed away. You're not helping the case and you're not wanting to come with us because now I just want to take you with us more. I'll go to your queen. I'll tell her what I know. I'll fist pump. Yes. But it won't do you any good. We'll see about that. Our orders are to get information and you seem to be a wealth of it. I'm sure that... Uh, your message will not fall on deaf ears. And if it does, then we'll do what we can to strengthen your angle. In truth, neither of us actually work for the Queen. So, if nothing else, um, perhaps we'll act independently on your words if you can't reach her ears. This is important to me. It really got to you. Yeah. There was a lot I had planned on leaving behind after I... Uh, took the uniform off but I that sword has haunted me since that day one of the worst things that I've heard of people who touched it that have come in direct contact with it is seeing their own death that's not good did you see your death I'm gonna turn to you Orthos no if I did I can't remember that's good Let's go. I I know a way through here that we won't have to worry about the guards anymore. Good. Can I get your name one more time, friend? Yes. Uh, my name is A1. Well, I'm Arthas. I look forward to uh, 
putting our heads together. The three of you make your way through the caverns uh, with A1 leading you through the this secret network that you never even knew about. Okay. Um, a royal shortcut. Yeah, basically. It's, it's definitely a way that um, possibly assassins have kind of gotten through through the years under <laughs> other um, sex, knowing that they're there. Mm-hmm. Um, so like you being a, a tiefling, uh, you know the main passages, but you've never, you've never known anything like this. Um, but uh, he leads you back into where the main junction is, uh, where you see uh, Orion kind of waiting for you. Um, Orion, we've got your goods. Let's get the hell out of here. How's the child? She's better. Christopher's looking after her. We should get back. Or I need to get back with him. If he's got the information we need. Just like old times. So yeah, you guys get back to the cart. Uh, Christopher's waiting for you. This young girl is kind of uh, seemingly kind of shell-shocked, sort of. Like, she's still kind of processing what's happened to her. Right. Um, She's still, like, a small child. Mm -hmm. Um, Literal infant. Yeah. Like, she is a one-year-old. Like, she can't talk. Um, She just kind of cries every once in a while. You guys travel back through, and uh, he, he drops you guys off in Yulfrain and thanks you again for helping him. Orion does. And he takes some pouches of coin and hands it off to you. Wishes you both best of luck in the future. And he hopes that he doesn't have to see you again. I'll kind of grab Orion by the collar. You guarantee that man safe passage. I will. And say that his word is as good as ours. I will. Keep me posted on that girl. I'm not taking her with me. Where's she going? (laughs) I don't know. I I don't want to take her back to the kingdom. They'll put her in a a home. What the fuck was the point of saving her if we're not going to do anything with her? I was hoping maybe one of you would take her. Not it. Welcome to parenthood, friend. (laughs) I guess. Congratulations. I said not it. It's not going to be me. Why isn't it going to be you? I already have two little munchkins. Yeah, well, then what's a third? A third. (laughs) Yeah, well, you're used to it. I've never had a kid. Well, it's about time you learned. (sighs) As you guys are having this argument in front of the guild, uh, Song comes out to greet you. I'll turn to her like, Song, speak some sense into him. I'm not a dad. She kind of looks at you kind of confused. What are you talking about? I'm going to gesture this child. <laughs> oh my god. And she like runs over and like kind of picks this girl up. Isn't she cute? I'm going to give you a really douchey girl. Sorry. <laughs> what happened? How did you come across her? We saved her from some gnolls. Gnolls? She was... She's been through a lot. We don't know anything about her. Well, but she's here, she's alive, and she's safe. That's important. She kind of looks back up at Orion 
You helped. And he kind of shakes his head. Thank you. You did what you promised. And then some. You saved... You saved someone. You're not what I thought. And he kind of weakly smiles at her. And uh, he looks back at Christopher and says, It's time to go back to the city. Take care of each other. See you later. And that's the last time either of you see Orion the Hellhammer. That last year of the war, there's a battle at the Flora Kingdom, the Elven Kingdom in the north. Camroth uh, and Orion were both there, leading the charge. So Orion, like, got back and, like, yes. reported back and stuff. Correct. Okay. He just didn't disappear. Right. Cool. And, but you guys didn't see him mm-hmm. in that time period. But you've heard about what happened because everyone's heard about it. It was the end of the war. Mm. It was the final battle of Flora. As the city crumbled under the attack, there was a fire that separated a lot of the men. And Camroth had to make a decision. And he had to leave some men behind to die. And one of those was Orion, the Highhammer. As the city crumbled around them, they left. The next day, the peace treaty was signed. And the council started coming together. And Orion was seen as a hero in his last days. One of the generals that led the charge that ended the war. And he gave his life doing it. Orthos, in that final year, that that same day that that battle raged on, you have one more vision before they stop. After this day, your visions don't come back. You're no longer haunted by them, except for this last one. You're in the guild hall. You're older, a bit older. And... The guild hall is on fire all around you. And in the fire, you hear laughing and you see a smile from a face that you feel like you recognize until you're consumed by the flame. That's how you die. And Song takes in this this young girl eventually she starts to grow up she starts to speak like any normal child um, she starts to play with Nakis and Drazdar they treat each other like siblings but eventually Song realizes that this girl needs to have a name And so she names her after an old friend, an old handmaiden that helped her during the early parts of her birth, a woman named Selena Pearson. And she grows up like she's your daughter with these siblings in this house. 
And as she grows older, she actually really takes to the guild, more so than the other two. She especially takes to your training, Malik. Mm-hmm. And the two of you become incredibly close. Anakis, as she grows older, becomes a bit of a bookworm. Uh, she starts to dabble in spells and she starts to make illusions and plays tricks on everybody in the household and other guild members. Uh, but eventually she takes on the mark and she becomes a clockwork blade. But she mostly just kind of helps around. She never really gets too much into the fights herself. Drazda, on the other hand, gets a bit more involved. He almost becomes your right hand in dealing with trouble and these uh, adventures that you have to go out on. He, he's the first one to jump into the idea of going on a new adventure. But you're slowly seeing an arrogance grow in him. And you're slowly seeing that, that tendency that, that he had before where he would get overzealous, become a little bit darker, and becomes scary and dangerous. Until a day where you confront him, Orthos, you try to calm him down, and he erupts in anger. But it's not an anger you've felt before. It's scary. Because it's almost like he's finally letting himself be what he always wanted to be. And in that anger is joy and pleasure. And that vision that you saw comes to pass. And the clockwork blades fall. Mm. 